Is is it cold in here or do I feel a draft? Welcome to the Film Dogs, the 2024 Draft Edition. Draft Edition. We are drafting films. I'm Lord Marcus. I'm Mr. B. Welcome. Welcome to the Terror Dome. Welcome to the Thunder Dome. It's Welcome been predicted the that there's going to be some uh, very ruthless behavior this evening. We're letting our savage beast out, our inner savage beast, while we draft um, what we anticipate are going to be the good films that we want on our individual collective film dog team. There could be flipping of tables. Uh, good thing I didn't bring my dog here tonight. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think about what else could happen. Maybe this isn't an episode for children. I don't normally get in a cursing mode, but this could also, there's a lot of films that we might fight over. This might not be a film for this dimension, even. Am I alive? Are you not? <laughs> Are you not alive? Wow, that's yeah. So, how this works. Ten films each. So, I guess we're hoping that we've pooled from a, you know... A minimum of 20 films but we're using letterbox to kind of uh find what we what is supposed to be released in 2024 or is existing in that realm i've pulled from a few different articles uh like the ringer and also um but also from variety and a few other places but these are films that we should both kind of know exist and will be releasing in 2024 if they don't somehow get pushed to 25 with uh with that said uh of course that um uh, those things may happen. They may not happen. Let, yeah. let, let's not even worry about that. Let's give a little bit of insight. So uh, a draft process, what we're attempting to do is Mr. B is building a team of films that are going to be his, you know, his, his roster of films. And Lord Marcus is going to have a separate roster of films. And we go through a draft process. It's a little bit different than other podcast, movie, film uh, style drafts or music drafts or anything like that. Um, we're actually building a team building and we're going to have a like a free agency period gauntlet. And, and trading. And um, in this case, we're this is our first foray into building our team. We're going to do films that we've <laughs> not seen. We're kind of betting that these films yeah. are uh, going to be our brand and that we want them to represent uh, who we are as a film identity uh, for each of us. And I think that it'll be an interesting process when we start looking at uh, what do we fight over and what do we let each other have as scraps? And that will be the interesting, the I think the interesting conversation at the end of the day. Oh, well, yeah. And our, and our point is to have a bit of fun as well. So for sure. we, there's only so much research that we can both do. This is we do like to do some of these episodes off the cuff because it keeps it fun. So to be honest, there hasn't been uh, a, a billion hours of research on what's coming out, just kind of what we known from trailers or some news articles or what we've been talking about or from or, slated or genres that we like or yeah. directors that we like or actors that we like. You know, there's uh, there's a little bit of buzz on some of these films, but uh, like digging deep, and I'm sure that more films are going to come out over the course of 24 than what we talk about. Yeah, and we kind of draft. We like to draft by heart as well. So there's going to be some unpopular films that will be chosen today that I'm sure that you will love that I'll be like, what, you chose that? And you're going to also like laugh at me if somehow so there was like a Tom Hanks film that I drafted. You know, weird stuff might happen. But that the point is, is we have I, we have film identities. And I'm an individual, Mark, and I might like... Keanu Reeves. I might like Tom Hanks. 
I might like Ryan Reynolds. That's okay. I, I, I appreciate that. Like I, I, I've said it on our favor of 23. Like I don't criticize um, Jews or Catholics or Muslims or, nor do I criticize people that like Barbie and um, other films that maybe I don't appreciate as much as other no ostracization okay. here. Is that a word? Ostracization. Okay. So we need to determine who's going to be picking first. Yeah. Now I've written down a number. And so what I'm going to give you, Sir Breton, is a different style of picking the number this time. This number is either greater than 50 or is less than 50. If you pick correctly, then you get to pick first. And if you pick incorrectly, then I get to go first. So is it greater than 50 or less than 50? It's less than 50. 88 is the number that I wrote down. Oh, so I get to pick first. I kind of like that because... I don't know what you want more than anything in this year. I was going to say in this world, but because it's a 24 draft, I said this year. Yeah. And I need you to appreciate my jokes. I could, uh, yeah, I I could take some chances here. Um, Because I, I, here's where I'm going to start making some guesses on um, how you would be operating. Oh yeah. What what would you take first? This would be ruthless. So I could kind of go, I could kind of go with like my number two or my number three choice. Because I think maybe possibly the fear of losing your number one as my number two is going to keep you true. Yeah, yeah. You know, like going first in a, in a two person draft is um, is a nice advantageous yes. point to be at. But again, I, I got to go with my heart, and I as my first. It's going to be pick, one of two films, but I wonder. My very first pick is going to be Dune. Two. I was wrong, uh, but I'm was only wrong by one, I guess, because if there was three films, it it would be in the three. Okay. okay <laughs> that being said, could you guess what I'm going to take next? I I don't want to because, because you I, just said that you're going to choose by heart. So yep. if I have a heart and you know my film heart, and I thought I was going to choose something that you were going to choose, but um, I I would hate to do that. Um, okay. I, yeah. Or yeah. You're worried about giving away I, something of yours. No, I think there's yeah. about four or five that I would say are, I would guess are in your yeah. wheelhouse. Okay. Because of that, um, I'm going to choose uh, Furiosa. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah. Um, where I'm at enjoying film right now, I think that that's gonna tick my box. Uh, my other heart, I'm wondering where this will sit in your list. So I won't say the name, but it, I'm wondering how high it will be. But, uh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Furiosa. Oh, that, I have seen the trailer for that film, and I don't do a lot of trailers. It was a teaser trailer. I think it was like 30 seconds. Um, yeah, so Mad Max, yeah, like, Saga, uh, George you Miller. Know, like, I, I, I think it's one of the best um, sort of franchises, IPs that there is, the Max Rokotansky franchise. George Miller was born in 1945. And he was also a doctor before he decided to become a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't, uh, I, I think the George Miller story is quite crazy. This has, and it has our, and it has our mutual, um, I'm not going to say crush, but like uh, I didn't know she existed until we saw her together. Anya Taylor-Joy. Mainly from the witch, yeah, yeah, uh, the Queen's Gambit as well. Like uh, she's fantastic. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, uh, I guess in general it was more of a Robert Eggers reference because he's used her uh, over and over and over again. Um, and Robert Eggers is our is our shared love so, director. With that said, my number two pick will be Robert Eggers. 
Nosferatu. You bastard! <laughs> okay, um, that was that was where I was fighting. I can talk about it now because it was like, who's going to get Nosferatu? Who's going to get Furiosa? And who's going to get Dune Two? I wasn't sure when I was going to be upset, but for some reason now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, uh, I, I was like, the he's film's going to want about. Furiosa, yeah. so I got to take him from him. And then you took Nosferatu, and I go, you took Robert Eggers from me, but you introduced me to Eggers. Yeah, so it's not like uh, I'm I'm treading on your sacred hallowed ground. It is. It is. Yeah, we're all we're all treading on Eggers, each other's sacred ground. Eggers if is we in our were, Venn diagram. Yeah, if we were Native Americans, this is our graveyard, and you're dancing on my ancestors right now. But you're, I'm also dancing on yours. Or if this is a Bill Simmons apex mountain, um, we're in the middle of each other's Venn diagram. <laughs> so it's all good. Okay, so you got Nosferatu. Um, That's classically. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, Nosferatu is a remake. Um, of a film, a, a silent film, Nosferatu, and it stars Willem Dafoe. Yes, uh, it stars Bill Skarsgård, um, and it is essentially almost—it's <laughs> almost scene for scene, story for story—a remake of Bram Stoker's version of Dracula. Yeah, and back when they were making Silence, they couldn't get the rights uh, to make the Dracula story, so they made up a character called Nosferatu. Uh, but it's essentially the Dracula story um, because that's how they got around the copyright law in 1927. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Robert Egg and it's like it's a classic for uh, for cinephiles, but like horror cinephiles for sure. This is like one of the the original horror movies, and uh, that's the Egger style. And instead of uh, working on an original production, he wanted to do a remake. So this is a remake of a, an old silent film. Yeah, interesting cast choice as well because he's moved away a bit from who we know of who he always uses we at least still get defoe with him but um having scars guard this time lily rose depp nicholas holt is an interesting choice who in the right hands can be pretty good i should say uh like just a quick tangent i started to watch um and i i, I, fit, I it was a two uh session watch for renfield Okay, and he was the only thing that I liked about it. I thought he was really. I've always liked him. I've always I, yeah. liked him. I didn't I really ask have. if you. I wondered if you had watched that film because uh, it's on my. I, it's gotten it's kind of quite a, a bad rap that I've not watched it. But it's, it's a good on my bad watch list. It's a good bad movie. Yeah, so I almost threw it on literally yesterday. So I actually might throw it on because I was thinking about that, but I, I wasn't sure if I could handle him. He was because, really like good. I said, in the right hands he's good, but in the wrong hands he can kind of uh, almost break a movie. Mad Max he can be he a really bit good. annoying. Uh, uh, I really like him a lot. I, yeah. re I really, really, really like him a lot. Excellent. Okay, so if you get Nosferatu, oh god, oh no. Well, the now here's the thing: is is uh, am I drafting my heart? I think there's another. Like, or am I, I, I trying have to steal stuff from we're, you? We're gonna have it. Well. Because it's not I, stealing from me; it's getting yeah. it for yourself before I get it. If it's something yeah, you're passionate about, you have to get the things that you really, really want. But you have to really, know really my want. honesty when I talk about stealing. Mister B's sense of stealing is going. You will love this movie more than me, and I will enjoy it, and it's good. But it will be more in your wheelhouse. But I know it's a strong film. Right on, and you uh, might enjoy it more. Yeah, because you want your strong contenders. Because at the end, like. Yeah, we're trying to build championship teams here. So championship like, yeah, you, teams, and you did you did get Dune too, which I'm kind of okay with. But now that you've got Dune and Nosferatu, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I have to take Joker then. Right on, um, cool. Yeah, Joker. Yeah, so the, that's the follow up. So we get uh, Phoenix again. 
re reprising his role. Lady Gaga. Yeah, is and she's as Harley Quinn. She's casting herself in pretty interesting movies. Well, I mean, not casting. She's choosing. She's signing on. She's getting asked to do some quite interesting films. I think Off a Star was born. She's definitely deserving yeah. of that. And I, I got to say, I have was. I was aware of Lady, a, the entity that is Lady Gaga prior to A Star is Born, but it didn't really like dive deep or allow sort of any kind of concentrated focus on who she was. Well, I like her more in film than I do in music. Oh, I did. Like A Star is Born, I just thought, particularly the first half of the movie was so fantastic. Yeah. Um, here's what I like. It's advertised as a musical, this Joker sequel. And oh, yeah. I hope that. I, like I've got an idea of how that could work really well, and I don't want to talk about that right now. But I kind of no. feel like it could be, you know, we'll uh, definitely dedicate an like episode an remix oh to that goodness. movie. Yeah, and it might be a maybe a crossover with like what you should watch that film with, you know, that sort of thing. But um, I've got yeah. high hopes for it. Like it could um, the risky, dangerous pick for you. That's, I, I get why yeah, you get it in, because yeah. the, jo- the Joker itself. I I very much like sequel. Phoenix. Yeah, I very much. Um, Kind of, how do I say it? The the Joker I enjoyed the original one I enjoyed, but there are sometimes the touch of it's too real, <laughs> where you just go, yeah, I, you can kind of see where society pushes people around, or but in the kind of the violence it it shows, but you kind of go, no, but that's like real, like you can see people flipping out like that. It just that stuff is uncomfortable with me sometimes, where I just go, man, was Phoenix. Perfect. Yeah, totally. But because of that, like he that that role could give me nightmares. <laughs> Not only that, but there's also the chance it could give you nightmares for a different reason. Yeah, and that is like I'll, I'll give you a good example um, where you've got a, a great original movie, and then they mine it for every last second that it could be. Yeah, and uh, so Joaquin in this great role. Um, let's say like uh, Bradley Cooper in The Hangover. And then you do The Hangover 2 and The Hangover 3. (laughs) Everything is just kind of replayed. Yeah. You know, like a lot of sequels fall into that uh, sort of thing. So are we going to have sort of a different version? I I, I hope that it doesn't do what The Matrix did with Neo and and destroy the Joker. I feel like Phoenix protects his roles. I think so too. I I think he would have signed hard to. uh, is, has a, he done a bad film? He's like, like if we think about like in the last decade, fifteen years, twenty years, is there a? He won't get far on foot. Some... Wasn't really that good. Yeah, but I, yeah, overall, he, that, he's, no, he's, he's hard he's, to he's do great. a dud. He's like great. to be like, what were you doing to make that choice to make that movie? He's n- not normally that actor, so this will be a very interesting follow up to it. So, yeah, so I'm happy I'm with exci- that choice. I'm excited for it. Which I, I really am. And now that I've got that, I have no idea where you're going from here. Right on. You know, because we um, we're gonna yeah. be doing some straight straight from the heart. Well, it's not straight from the heart. I have a I have a giant list because I kind of was worried about 2024. Did you get a bit of like a, a film dread from listening to some of the podcasts we listen to? Because the big picture kind of went like, could this be a bad year for movies? But now that I'm looking at the, the list, I go, I think I'm gonna be fine. I think especially, yeah. Like I think 23 is gonna be kind of hard to top. Only. If, you know, we talked about it on that last episode about how um, Barbie and Oppenheimer brought people back into the theater. And for that reason, 
Like we got a lot of good movies in 23. Yeah. Like building up to it in the aftermath and the end and the Oscars race. But like at the expense of some films that ended up getting pushed out, <laughs> uh, Dune 2 being one of them uh, was originally supposed to be a 23 movie. And so they probably moved some of these films to 24 to build up the excitement for 24 and keep people in the theaters. And like, I totally respect that decision. Mm. Um, but I think just like every other year, like we're at the beginning of the year, we're film enthusiasts. We're like, we want the the theaters to be full all year long. Um, but I think we're going to be fine. I think there's yeah, like uh, just looking at what's slated to be released. This isn't even what has been advertised to show at festivals. We don't have hardly uh any of the real A24 films are yeah. uh, like super huge. Like the studios aren't releasing them until festival time. So like we'll probably get another hundred films out of 24, but right now I'm pretty like, I'm stoked for nearly half of the year. Like once a fortnight, there's going to be a good movie worth seeing in the theater. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. So um, I'm up in my number three, I am going to go with the heart and I'm going to go with beyond the spider verse. Yeah, which um, I appreciate you showing me those films because I famously haven't been a, um, a animated or or even a I was never into superheroes or comic books growing up. Though I did watch I I watched all of those movies. I did, but I was never a fan. I never right. really cared about it. Um, but there is something special about uh, just the animation, the storytelling. Yeah, these these new Spider-Mans are are incredible, and and it is the, uh, movies. If you've been avoiding them, same as me, because you go, oh, I don't really like animated movies, or that, you're like, oh, I don't really like superheroes. I go, no, you need to watch the the Spider-Man films because they are kind of unlike anything you've ever seen. It's a modern art history lesson. Yeah, um, not only it, it tied in with being a modern art history lesson. The thing that is, I think. One of the most moving things about uh, the Spider-Verse movies to date is that you're watching um, something that's been created by hand and that's that's artistic and it makes you feel like you're on a roller coaster. You know, there's like the swelling when you're going up and about to go over the edge and start going down. Mm. Your heart swells. You're like, oh, my, like, I don't know what's about to happen. I feel like I'm flying. Like for me, like the animation in Spider Verse does that in so many different levels. Um, you know, like at a gut level, on the surface level, all the way around. I am uh, super stoked for th- this. I hope that they don't continue to, like to use that. It'll be a, just yep. a nice trilogy. Let it be a nice trilogy. Don't try to exploit it for everything that that it's worth. It, it will go down in history as just like uh, the trilogy that no one wanted to mess up, <laughs> like they did with some of our uh, worst trilogies in the world that have ever been created. Not one of the Max Rakotansky franchises, though. That's one of the good ones. But yeah, my number three pick, Beyond the Spider-Verse. Okay. Man, uh, I have no idea where we're going from here, which is why it is this stuff is interesting because we will always kind of fight over probably five films. Um, but when we're drafting 10, there's always the bottom five. You don't know where to go. And we, I, we famously don't watch a lot of trailers. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving one for you to take. There's actually two, there's two that I will take at the end if you haven't taken them. Which is funny because we are, we, like I said, we are kind of on the spot. 
but I but I feel these two uh, they're not uh, they're not vital for me. But mm-hmm. I I would have them at nine and ten. I think you would have them rated higher than me. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm I'm just trying to give you a little bit of a forewarning <laughs> so it doesn't get too ruthless. If it doesn't uh, get too I, ruthless, I know. Draft with your heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna try and take uh, Megapolis here. Then. Oh, right on. I am. Um, I'll let you talk about this film because you actually you know about this film. Do I? Did you not watch it recently? Megapolis. Megapolis. No. No. Scratch that from the record. <laughs> How does what does Wonka say? <laughs> Strike that and reverse it. <laughs> no. Um, Great film, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it looks interesting. <sighs> Wait, I don't want to dedicate too much time unpacking the films, but um, yeah. So, Megapolis. I'm taking it. <laughs> Awesome. Um, that is a load off of my mind. It gives me uh, a few. Uh, yes, that was um, that was kind of like a little bit of a left hook. I'm very surprised. Okay. I, I, I just did. Uh, okay, right on. Um, cool. I am going to stay on brand for Lord Marcus. I'm going with the film, the A24 film, the Alex Garland film, the Kirsten Dunst film, Civil War. Civil War. That one, because um, I said we're on the spot. This is all kind of on the spot. We did a bit of research. I forgot about this film. So um, so congratulations. Uh, but yeah, we are very big A24 fans. And so A24, um, Civil War, Alex Garland, uh, director of Ex Machina, Annihilation, uh, mm-hmm. the recently very brilliant men, yeah. uh, 22. Uh, I adore Alex Garland. Uh, he was the screenwriter for The Beach, um, as well as the novel um, Never Let Me Go, 28 Days uh, Twenty eight Days Later. Man, I'm super stoked to have this. Now, it, I think it's a little bit of a departure from uh, most of his films have like a heavy kind of sci-fi theme of some sort. And this only does in the sense that it takes place in the near future and examines... Uh, what it, what a civil war in America would look like uh, in the very near future um, with warring factions. You know, this is what is advertised on the news, American News Daily, uh, the rift between um, conservatives and liberals or extremists and non-extremists. And um, I, I think it looks bro- like I have seen the trailer for it. It's been a, okay. uh, a short teaser trailer. It looks amazing, um, but I expect nothing less. He's an absolute master. Um, super stoked for that. Civil War. Civil War. My number four. Um, God, it's between. I, I got it between two. So I, now I've. Okay, <laughs> we're doing. We're literally doing some some live looking and editing. Oh, I think I was looking for Megapolis, and I was like, uh, yeah. I'm not very familiar with what the heck it is, but um, I'm yeah. I am intrigued. I am going to go. I, 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 it's between two. This one is more on brand for me, but to be honest, I wonder if you're aware of it because I was only just now aware of it. Um, dang it! I'm going. I'm going left of field for this year because okay. I want to be a different person. Cool deal. Are you aware of the film? Polaris? No, I am not. Familiar well, with the let team me, Polaris. 
here we go. Are you are you drafting this movie? Players? I'm drafting this film. Um, directed by Lynn Ramsey. So she's she's done uh, ooh, crazy stuff. Uh, we were never really here. Uh, she's oh, done. Yeah, nice. We need to talk about Kevin. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah. So it's kind of that vibe. And we get um, Joaquin again and Rooney Mara. And it's just says set in Alaska during the 1890s. An ice photographer meets the devil. Whoa. Yeah. And it's only lists those two as the cast at the moment. Um, yeah, with her as the as the director, uh, but that very much interests me. Beautiful. That's a very um, that's that's an indie pick. Yeah, lovely. I like some indie pick. You know, and here's where the value is because if we can predict something, like obviously, like uh, I went for Dune two because it's just important to me as a person to have Dune two. But of course, it's it's kind of like uh, betting on the fastest racehorse to win. Now is the time where we start finding some value in um, some films that have not been reviewed yet or nobody's seen. And um, it's like, here's where our scouting talent might shine through. Love it. All right. Um, So number four for you is Polaris. I'm on to number five. And I'm going to be going with the film Mickey 17. Nice. That's yeah. That's very, very high on my list right now. Like that was going to be close to. It's Bong Joon Ho. It's yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yes. It's sci-fi. Yes. I was wondering where you're going to going to pick this, but I was only just aware of it recently as well. I have not seen a trailer. Um, I had only I had read an article saying that Dune Two is going to have some stiff genre competition um, and that it was a curious move for the studio to release Mickey 17 um, within, I don't know if it was one week or two, it was two weeks um, outside of Dune to not let Dune sort of dominate its own studio's science fiction um, portion, which is kind of, it is kind of questionable. Like, maybe they just assume that Dune's just going to be uh, a powerhouse and they want to keep people in the theater yep. um, for their studio uh, films um, or maybe double features. I'm, su- you know, like a big, super huge Bong Joon Ho fan. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, this yeah. is his, uh, you know, sort of return to that hopefully Snowpiercer world, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah, I am I'm looking super forward to Mickey 17 with Robert Pattinson by the Academy Award-winning Bang Joon-ho. Great pick, um, which is leading me in two directions. Um, I am going to go with... It's between two, but I think I need to get back on um, Fighting Brand. And I'm going to grab... You're going to grab something, what, you're a shoplifter? Drive by dolls. Oh, my goodness. I was hoping that you were going to take that. Like, I, if you didn't take it, then I was going to take it next. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's anticipated for, I'd say, both of us. It's, wasn't it, it isn't the number one most anticipated film, but... Um, I am super curious to see how Ethan Cohen does as a more solo director, as opposed to how Joel did uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. I want to see which one of these guys has the X factor on the films that I love. 
and I'm suspecting that the drive away dolls is going to be so much better for me than what the tragedy of Macbeth was. Hmm. I am. I'm very excited for it. Very excited. Um, definitely Which, an opening night film for sure. And I'm yeah, that's All at the halfway are. point. So that's, that's five films for me. Where, where are you at? I'm also at five films. So what's what's your next pick? This next. is this is how how ruthless are we going? But what are we actually aware of? Um, I am next yeah. going to go with the film and which I'm is, not aware of it. <laughs> I don't think it's am the I? Yorgos Lanthimos oh, follow up. Wait, the poor things with Emma I couldn't Stone. find any information on it. That is this year. That's uh, confirmed to be a 2024 release. Okay. It is a uh, is fo- uh, Yorgos Lanthimos follow up to Poor Things, also starring Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah, that was going to be high on my list, but I couldn't see it as the release for necessarily 24. And it's a three yeah. chapter. It's a completely in the opposite direction of Poor Things. Yeah. Um, but I love all this guy's film. So I am, uh, I don't know what the film's about. Don't care the way that he can uh, direct Emma Stone into mastery performance, which she can also deliver on her own, by the way. Yeah. Uh, like the roles that he has created for her. Look, it could be about an insurance seminar um, for a Catholic church with no dialogue and uh, no color and maybe even no lights or whites. It could just be pitch black, man. I think it would be good. Mm, yeah. I've got yeah. I've got an interesting pick, but I don't think you'll pick it, so I might leave it till later. I might go for I'm interested by the oh, I, I'm interested by this one. I've got so many to choose from that I, I have no idea if they're gonna be good. I'm gonna go for freaky tales. Freaky tales. Have you seen any information on that one? I have no idea what freaky tales is. And that's why, about. because uh a- I, Tales like a cat tale or tales like a story. Uh, like a story. Okay. Um, so this is directors uh, Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden. Um, they've kind of done over the pl- all over the place. So they they've done uh, Captain Marvel was a more recent one, but Half Nelson with Ryan Reynolds, Miss- Mississippi Grind. If you've seen Mississippi Grind, um, it's yes. kind of a funny story as Love well. It. Love it. So it, I, it's more of the premise and seeing the cast. So we get Pedro Pascal, who's nice. kind of. Nice. He's kind of A-listing Hollywood at the moment in a hot buzz. And uh, Ben Mendelsohn, which uh, it would be interesting to see him as maybe a co-lead if that's where he is. Um, also co-starring Jay Ellis. if you He's been in top the more recent Top ben Gun. Men- ben Mendelsohn in Mississippi Grind was essentially the lead. Like uh, yeah. Reynolds was more of a supporting character. Yeah, like true. The film was all about uh, Mendelsohn's character. I yeah. think he's a wonderful actor. Um, but story is uh, set in 1987 Oakland. A mysterious force guides the town's underdogs in four interconnected tales. Teen punks defend their turf against Nazi skinheads. That's that's what m- made me want to draft the film. A rap duel battles for hip-hop immortality. That would probably dominate you. Uh, a weary henchman gets a shot at redemption. That's funny. And then an NBA all-star settles the score. Hmm. Interesting. It's just a very interesting premise. I wonder how they'll be able, how it's going to be written, how it's going to be tied up. It's interesting that they put in in an era in the '80s, um, and I'm very interested in in the choice that Pedro Pascal has made to be. Oh, I'm going to make this movie next. Shout out to 
Angus Cloud, um, who stars in this film you've just drafted, um, he passed away on July 31st. Yeah. He's from, um, if anybody's watched the amazing HBO series, Euphoria, um, we'll know what a fabulous talent that um, the world's lost. God bless. God bless Angus Cloud. Freaky Tales. Nice. Um, that's digging deep. Uh, very good on the fly research, hey? Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm wondering if there's a if there's if you're aware of all these movies that I've got on my list, because I'm not aware. I've kind of got most of the ones that I feel like I want. The only one that I'm kind of upset about was the and one. Um, but that is possibly more up your alley than mine, depending on where he goes with this direction. Totally. Because he's definitely more a you director than me. Yeah, um, but I think that's I would say like like with Eggers, that's just a matter of exposure more than uh, than taste. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I've I've watched a lot of his films prior to Poor Things, and I don't think you had really watched anything maybe prior to Poor Things. And I think that now you will probably watch everything that he puts out, and if, like when it's available for you, watch the other things because yeah. he has a, is a particular style that appeals to you. I think um, anyway. Okay, so the next one I'm going to go with is Alien Romulus. Interesting. I thought you would take it, uh, but I knew uh, if you did, I would be fine with it. It's another genre. You do really like the uh, sci-fi genre, which I don't enjoy as much. That being said, Star Wars are some of my most favorite films of all time. Uh, You definitely like enjoy the genre more than me. I would say that that is... It's true, but not as true as you, like you would make it out to be. I think where you would paint a picture that we're on diametric uh, episodes, except for now and then. I kind of feel like the science fiction films that we've watched together, you've enjoyed most of them, mm. um, if not loved them. I, I kind of think that maybe you're more of a sci-fi guy than you're letting on, personally. I enjoy sci-fi, but I don't. I won't fight over it unless it's... Uh, episodes four five and six of star wars now for me uh, yeah uh fair call um alien romulus is a bit of a risk yes it's, i'm sure you'll enjoy it as not uh but I'm it not, is a risk i'm not sure that i i will love i hope that i will um based I on prometheus enjoy, and alien love. covenant i i love the i love the last two that they've put out um i hope that they don't do what they did with uh, the alien versus predator Mm-hmm. Because I did not enjoy those. Like, if this is a cash grab by an untalented director, but apparently Ridley Scott gave the thumbs up, but who knows? They could have paid him to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hopeful for it. So I'm, I'm gambling on this one. I'm hoping that it will be a proud addition to the franchise that I love. Prometheus got slammed by the critics in the audience when it came out, but it's aged really nicely. The same thing happened with Covenant. I'm hoping this will be as, um, like, it's not a continuation of that story, but I'm I'm betting that it will be something good to the franchise. Um, this is me rolling the dice. Alien Romulus for number seven. Romulus. G. What you got for number seven? Hit me. Okay. Hit me. Um. Mm. I've got. I. Th- oh God. Take I'm a gonna slip. go. I'm gonna. I I don't think you want to fight over it, but it could be a very good film. Um, I'm going to go for The Way of the Wind. The Way of the Wind. So that is a, a Terrence, Ma- Terrence Malick film. Right on. Starring uh, Mark Rylance. 
Oh, nice. I loved him yeah. in Bones and All. And um, are you aware of this film? Nope, I hadn't heard of it. Well, here's the premise. A dramatization of several episodes in the life of Christ. Oh, right on. And Mark Rylance as Christ? Uh, Satan. Oh, nice. Even better. Wow. Uh, interesting. So... I, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but uh, Giza Roig is Jesus, and he has been in um, not really A-list films. He's done a, a film called Son of Saul, um, which is a horror, uh, in the horror of 1944 Auschwitz, a prisoner. He's, he's kind of done like some World War II-y type stuff. He's made a film called Resistance, Um He's been in a film called uh, To Dust, but these are all kind of B.C. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. But Terrence Malick, we do know as a director, uh, he famously does a lot of more uh, biblical or Christian um, like theological. Not Christian. I said Christian, but not like Christian movies because not famously bad Christian movies. He does more movies on faith, I guess, is how I would put it. they did the Tree of Life, um, Voyage of Time. Spiritual without really being necessarily assigned to a yeah. um, particular value of spiritualism. But also Thin thin Red Line as well. I'm a big World, World War II fan. Um, but he's he's been making movies for a while. Um, yeah, this was one that interested me um, mainly for the premise, but also, uh, yeah, Mark Rylance um, is in it as Satan. <laughs> that that interests me. That interests With, me as well. Yeah, I will definitely watch. Like I'm, uh, I am very keen to watch that. Wasn't aware of it. Um, I'm more keen on my Rylance, Mark Rylance as Satan than I am the new Terrence Malick film. All right. Well, so that brings me up to number eight, and I'm gonna. Um, I know you're not gonna take that. I'm just gonna save it to last. Yeah. Um, you know, here's one. I'm gonna kind of. I'm I'm gonna roll the dice. I'm gonna roll the dice a little bit. He's rolling it. Horizon. I don't have one. that on my list. I don't think. Unpack that one for me. So, way back in the day, a man named Kevin Costner wrote and directed *Dances with Wolves*, won Academy oh. Award for Best Director, Best Movie, and he sort of established himself as a master of the modern Western. Um. You know, his version of Wyatt Earp had to go up against uh, Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. I think you you could never top that. But with that said, like Kevin Costner does a mighty good Western. And he uh, recently has had a big resurgence in his career with the show Yellowstone. Yes. um, He has left Yellowstone to make this sprawling epic. Uh, So Horizon number one is one of four total films that are three to four hours each. It's going to be a wildly massive, long epic at the end of it, but it's a Western that takes place um, and uh, starts in the period um, following the American Civil War. And I'm sure there'll be flashbacks into the Civil War itself, yep. I, w- I would imagine. Um, but he'd left Yellowstone to, to, to fund and make this film. Um, he's self-produced. Um, I'm taking a chance on it. Uh, because he can kind of be a hit and a miss in there, but based on like Dance with Wolves, and I know a lot of the letterbacks crowd doesn't have uh, love for Dance with Wolves, but I love it. I loved it when it came out. I love it 
today. And I think Kevin Costner in the right role is yes. still fantastic. And Yellow, him in Yellowstone is fantastic. Look, yeah, it's a campy network TV drama, but um, he, like he owns that show. Like he's he still got it. Um, he throws the heat like Michael Mann does, and I'm into it. He is into it. That um, now that you mentioned it, I I am aware of that film, so that is definitely a good pick. I was wondering about it myself, but not um, I'm taking not too sure if I wanted it. Yeah, not too sure if I wanted it on my list. I'm taking some chances on these guys that um, might have like the surprise factor. I think there's a couple on here that. Look, I could draft them and and have like a, a a blockbuster. Like I could draft a blockbuster. I could I can predict some of these blockbusters. Like a Jason Statham, you know, I'm, I'm or Disney Pixar. Just not going that way. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be rolling the dice on these last couple picks. I'm trying to figure out if this one is going to be released in 2024. Variety is saying it is. Variety. Yeah. They've they've put it in their top um, top fifty to be released. Um, Let's assume that it's going to be drafted. Uh, that's going to be released in twenty four and well, available for draft. Well, I'll I'll leave it for now, um, and instead I'll grab Challengers. Oh. <laughs> I w- I can't believe you waited this long. I was sure that you were not going to draft that. I was saving I was, it for I was, ten. I was, I was like was looking for- at the cast, looking at the director, and going, "Huh?" Because what film of his do you like? I was like, "There's no way he's going to draft Challengers. It's going to be my number ten pick." Well, the, pick. but, but, but we get we get Zendaya, uh, who you hate. So like, I, I don't just hate like, her. He, he's not going to draft a Zendaya film by a director that he doesn't really like. I've the never said of. hate. Oh, you didn't say hate with your words, but uh, man, the, the it's hate, made it's made a lot of lists of being was... most anticipated for twenty four. So shouldn't I? I'm a, I want to anticipate it as well. Right on. I might hate it, and I might trade it. We're gonna have to uh, evoke the trade clause because that's yeah. one. Oh man, good strategy there. Uh, you lured me in. That was a old bait and switch. You're welcome, man. Like we said, ruthless. I, did, I mean, I guess I did call you a bastard earlier, so you haven't called me any names yet. Um, Honestly, look, like, look, look, here's my list. I've crossed them all out, saving <laughs> challengers for last. I was like, there's no way he's going to draft challengers. All right. Um, there's a movie with uh, Florence Pugh I'm going to go with. Yeah, okay. Um, with my ninth pick, I'm picking We Live in Time, directed by John Crowley. Centers on a character played by Florence Pugh, a witty, okay. unstoppable chef, and Tobias played by Andrew Garfield, a recent divorcee whose surprise encounter changes their lives. After falling for each other, building a house, and becoming a family, a difficult truth is revealed. The genre is drama, and the genre is romance, and I'm hoping that it's <laughs> going to be the 2024 past lives. I got, I'm, I'm gambling. I'm throwing the dice. Yes. You are You are throwing the dice. Uh, that's, that's, that is more of a, a you pick. Which then makes me wonder where I should go from here. Because there's some that look like they could be a bit of fun. And don't we all need a bit of fun? Because, like, what if my list is just depressing? I've got, I've got two uh, Joaquin roles in here, and I've got two roles that have the devil in it. <laughs> Mark Rylance and Joaquin both play Satan in two of my movies this year. Um, 
And I've got the Joker and Furiosa. I haven't really chosen many happy films. Drive, I don't know. Yeah, this is the Lord Marcus effect. You'd be like, man, I want want the Lord Marcus films. (laughs) I'm a sad, strange little man. Yeah, like you you could have had the Fall Guy. Correct. You could have had Kung Fu Panda 4. (laughs) That's correct. Well, I mean, you could have Deadpool. Well, I guess, yeah. Nah. Yeah, I mean Reynolds and and yeah, that is that could yeah, be a, that could be a bit of fun. Paddington in Peru. Yeah, but it swapped directors. Uh, if it was going to stay, then I was thinking about it. Yeah, the Garfield movie. No, but the, and there is an Andrew Garfield movie, but I'm not interested. I think I'm going to go for. Oh man. We could really hit some duds right now, or these might be really, 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 really good. Um, let's see if this one is a... Sorry sorry for the slowness. We do have some um, technical wonderings on if they're actually going to be released. I'm going to go another left of field, I think. This one is 2024. The cast is interesting. Spit it out. What is it? Let's do it. I'm changing my mind in the last moment. I'm going to take Wolves. Wolves? Have you seen that? No. Who's in that? So, uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Oh, I did. Uh, yes. I uh, I don't recall that that was the uh, title, but I just saw something um, while I was researching for uh, 2024 earlier. It, it, it could be a dud, or it could be okay. I don't know. Um, he's... Uh, yeah the director is john watts and he's directed some interesting films so he's done spider-man no way home he, like he's he, he's done the recent spider-mans that aren't the animated ones he's done the cloud clown cop car um most of these i haven't seen besides the spider-mans and i didn't really enjoy those spider-mans um and we just know that the premise is two lone wolf fixers are unknowingly assigned to the same job so is, I, I don't know. It, it could be good. It could be a dud. Brad Pitt and, and Clooney opposite each other, and they are producing it as well. So, you know, they got money behind it. They're, they're interested. And um, I really like Brad Pitt at the moment. At the moment? Well, yeah, he can be. Uh, yeah. I w- he's more ups than downs. He's more wins than losses for me, I guess. So not, he, actually, not this, when I looked on my letterbox, I think he's my number one movies that I've seen. Uh, so was, like number actor, number one actor of uh, I've never seen more movies than Brad Pitt movies. He had been tied for a while with me uh, with Morgan Freeman, which I thought was interesting when I joined Letterboxd yeah. that he was tied. And seven is one of my favorite movies. Were um, you aware of Wolves? Yes. OK. But only as of today. Yeah. OK. Um, um that leaves you with one more, doesn't it? It right? does. It does. Interesting. And I'm going to take another super big swing. He's going for a big swing. I've got one that I'm not sure if it's officially being released in 2024, so I'm not sure I can pick it. But yeah, I've got a few left. The one that I'm going to pick is um, a person that had been sort of on almost my no-fly zone red flag list. Not completely, but kind of. Okay. A- Adam Sandler. This year, Whoa. this year, Adam Sandler um, enjoyed a Lord Marcus re-examination, and I am quickly 
able to consider him uh, for being a person in a film that I would enjoy a lot. And he might even draw me to see something on an opening night based on first off uh, the beautiful uncut gems. Yeah. That w- great film. Yeah. Which forced me, uh, it didn't force me. Uh, it really strongly encouraged me into watching punch drunk love. And I had watched mm-hmm. all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, great movie. save uh, Phantom thread uh, because just because of an access issue, and I had always avoided Punch Drunk Love because of Adam Sandler. And I was like, oh, it's PTA. A lot of people say these things. Let me watch it. And I was blown away about how good Adam Sandler was in that film. I liked him in Funny People, too. Um, mm-hmm. But when I watched Uncut Gems, it's like that was a whole new level. I am so glad he has embraced his dramatic side in like a really great way, as opposed to making, you know, sort of. Movies for frat boys in college, um, you know, like I'm not prude. I just don't think crash humor is funny. Um, it it just doesn't take much to to come up with that stuff. These are the kind of roles I, I'm hoping that. Uh, so this is a science fiction and it's a drama. So I imagine it's going to be a bit of a little indie slow play. Yeah, um, but it's a science fiction movie. About- you love an indie slow play. Uh, the, the and another sci-fi. The description and another sci-fi. I'm I'm swinging big for the sci-fi this year. Um, when an astronaut collecting ancient dust on the galaxy's edge finds his life falling apart, he seeks help from a shadowy creature lurking on his ship. It just sounds right up my alley. Um, yeah. I'm super. Uh, yeah, I imagine it's going to be one of those films that either does not release in Australia, or only releases on streaming, or comes out in February of 25. Um, either way, I'm happy to close out the draft. Um, that's obviously been a very sci-fi heavy um, draft for Lord Marcus. But I'm I'm pretty stoked. It is, yeah. This is a pretty sci-fi heavy draft for the Lord Marcus, and uh, up against me because you're fighting me for these movies. So that is interesting. Boom. Um. So that is your ten. That's my number ten. So that that leaves me with one more. Uno mas. Um. For Mr. B. Before I give you my 10, can you read yours back in order from 1 to 10? Yes. Uh, so in the 2024 initial Film Dogs draft, at number one, I took Dune 2. Number two, by Robert Eggers, Nosferatu. Number three, Beyond the Spider-Verse, the third and final chapter of the Spider-Verse trilogy. Number four, Civil War by Alex Garland. Number five, Mickey 17 by Bong Joon-ho, director of Parasite and Snowpiercer and many others. Um, num- uh, the next one is And by Yorgos Lanthimos, which is the follow-up to Poor Things, which is uh, one film per year. Who does he think he is? Woody Allen? <laughs> Now I'm starting to swing a little bit more and taking some big chances on having some of these films on my team. They could yeah. be huge disasters. I recognize, and they probably will. But the chance that they could be great, they're, um, I'm willing to take the risk on them. Next one is Alien Romulus, which is not a continuation of the Prometheus and Alien Covenant um, line of uh, really Scott's uh, recent adventures. It's more of a... Uh, it, it takes place in between the original and and the sequel, and completely unrelated to the story. It's just it, it's a standalone story. Horizon, uh, the new massive civil war saga from Kevin Costner. 
We Live in Time, the new Florence Pugh film um, that's a romantic drama. We don't know. Uh, it, it could be eerie. It could be not. I mm. Because it has time in the title uh, with kind of an odd title. I'm hoping it has a little bit of uh, I, Florence Pugh is pretty dependable. I did not like her. Uh, I liked her performance, but I hated the movie. Don't yeah. worry, darling. Um, but I've liked her and ev- I've loved her. I have loved her in everything else. And so um, I think she picks good roles. It's worth taking a risk on. And lastly, Spaceman starring Adam Sandler about um, sort of a space archaeologist out on the fringes of existence, uh, possibly by himself um, or with an imaginary friend like Calvin and Hobbes, the Adam Sandler <laughs> version. Where are you going with your number 10? Interesting list. Um, I've got two options here, and I wonder if you are aware of them. I will list them. Okay. Love Lies Bleeding. Great. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is Ballerina. It's a crossover from the universe of John, oh, John, of John Wick. Yes, I, uh, I am aware of that one. Okay. Yep. Um, so that one was that one is like, oh, that could be a bit of fun. Could be a bit of fun because I actually enjoyed What's the love? John Wick franchise and it's got, um, you know, it has the reprised roles in it. Who knows how big of the the cameos will be. I love Anna Darmos. Uh, she's high. like, I, yeah, uh, but I don't love that style of action film, but I, well, and, if she's the, if she yeah. is the primary screen time, I could maybe suffer. Well, it's all, but what's also interesting is the director is not of the John Wick films. He's the director of, um, a lot of the underworld films. So he did uh, two of those. I'm totally not excited. So, so I go, but those were, those are quite old these days. Uh, and then he did, um, uh, live free, die hard. Oh my goodness! I know. Uh, don't draft that. What, what's this it's other a, one? Love lies bleeding. Okay, no. Okay, you're, I can't believe ta- you don't know this one. Then you're talking to yourself with with a shovel. You're like you're digging yourself a grave. I'm not that because ballerina. here's then if you're telling me I can't have ballerina, and no, it's you can't have it. Okay. You can't have it. It's just going to be cut. Well, jokes on you. I'm going to take love lies love lies bleeding by director Rose Glass, starring Kristen Stewart. Okay, and yeah, right um, it's also got. Katie O'Brien. I don't really know her that well. Um, uh, is it a comedy? No. Okay. Well, let me. I'll premise? give a bit more detail. So, uh, starring Kristen Stewart, Katie O'Brien, uh, cameos Ed Harris and Dave Franco. Nice. Um, I love Dave Franco. He's having a great um, mid-level, uh, but respect career. Uh, he's mid-level because he's not you know selling out theaters. On twenty million dollar oh, paychecks, but he is a solid choice for any role. I think uh, he can do massive. He's got great dynamic range. If I was a director, I would go straight to Dave Franco because I feel like he would do something on the cheap. Yeah, exactly. And, here's and, here's and premise. He give me what I want. Reclusive gym manager Lou falls hard for Jackie, an ambitious bodybuilder headed through town to Las Vegas in pursuit of her dream. But their love ignites violence, pulling them deep into the web of Lou's criminal family. Right on. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Is Lou Dave Franco? Uh, Lou is Ed Harris. Oh. Yeah. And who's um, the... And, um, so this is by Rose Glass, and she has made movies that I've not seen. Um, one's called um, Man, Ed Harris must be approaching that age. Saint, no, it looks like she's she's done one release, Saint Maud. Oh yeah, I saw that recently on SBS. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, it's been rated by Fantasy. He gave it th- three and a half. And um, yeah, so this looks like to be possibly the, the sophomore release because all these other ones look to be like short films. Um, well, let's end the trauma with my start. with my list. And I uh, took Furiosa. I took uh, the Joker follow-up, Fully Adieu. Uh, I took Megapolis. Uh, at, that's an Adam Driver film. Um, I took a film called Polaris. Uh, I've also got Drive by Boys uh, by one half of the Coen Brothers. I've got Freaky Tales, so the newer Pedro Pascal film. Uh, the Way of the Wind, the new Terrence Malick, um, and possibly because uh, we don't watch trailers, uh, it's about different stories of the film of Christ's life. So I'm not sure if they're modern scenes or if it's going to. I don't think it's meant to be old times, but we'll see. Um, I then took Challengers which um, Lord Marcus might fight me over later once we stop recording. Uh, the new Zendaya film that got pushed back, because I think that was also meant to actually be originally released in 23. It was, yeah. Uh, same with Dune. But And then um, I took Wolves, so that's the new Brad Pitt and um, George Clooney film. And then I ended with Love Lies Bleeding. I'm just curious. Um, are you aware of what Challengers is about? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying if I am aware of what it's about, I can't have it? No, I'm just wondering if you're aware of. Uh, I read the premise. I, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I, 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 just, just, I just I just want you to own. I your, just need you to I, know. I just want you to own your pick. Just, just a moment. Time to own the pick. When it's a great film, but I don't like it, I'll be able to trade it for you for Dune or something like that. <laughs> Uh, I doubt. Uh, I doubt some of these are going to be up for trade. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, right now, I, I would trade your challengers for. Um, oh, well, you want to do a live trade before we hang up? I'd consider a live. Okay, I, I'll, Let, pro- I'll propose a live uh, trade. Pr- propose one deal. Um, I reckon we've got uh, we've got thirty seconds for me to say yes or no. We're right at one hour, so that's pretty good for uh, a top ten of. Uh, anticipated releases draft what do you want to offer me for the challengers i don't think that you've got any um sci-fi so i will offer you alien romulus nah for talent i'd go see it with my my number seven for for your number eight like your yeah but what if challengers is better what if alien romulus is better it, but I'm not interested in but, alien movies. Okay. Uh, uh, let me put I'll it, watch it for a bit of action. Let, let, let me put it in a little different way. Yeah. Okay, so let's say that um, you are successful and Challengers <laughs> is like a, a really great movie and everybody's like, oh my God, who's this freak? Who's this super freak, Mr. B, that loved Challengers? I'm a super freak, but I got Zendaya. I got her. I know, but I'm saying- She's like, on my team. Okay, so um, the we gotta come up with something better than that if you want challengers. The the male on male female threesome dynamic is the film that you want to own. On hey, your your team. That's not confirmed or denied because we've not watched trailers. <laughs> this is why I'm asking if you know what the synopsis was. I did. Because, I did. Uh, like, I I I I bought it. I bought. I drafted this to okay. um, bolster oh. my team so that I can steal from you later. Right on. 
Because there might there might be some I really big I, wins on my side where I go, oh, I, maybe I can in, I, I bunch it in with a trade with some others to give you, because maybe I'll be able to steal Dune or, or uh, maybe I'll be able to steal Nosferatu from you. No. no really? No, because now you don't want, I think you now don't want, I'm going to enjoy you justifying <laughs> having challengers on your team to your uh, your Mr. B army. You know what um, I think is interesting is nobody drafted Gladiator 2. You know, um, true story. I've, uh, I, I, I was kind of, I was thinking that you were definitely going to go for that, and I thought you were also going to go for the Lord of the Rings. Which one? I'm not aware of a new Lord of the Rings film. Man, there's a new Lord of the Rings. God, oh no. Well, um, I guess honorable mentions. Have uh, there was only one other one that looked interesting: Alto Knights didn't see that one um i had a couple yeah. of other ones that were just sort of um, you have some honorable mentions before we um end the evening i will watch um maybe perhaps as date show roadhouse the remake with jake gyllenhaal yeah okay yeah yeah worthy 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 pick of there. a uh, honorable mention or uh in the summer league in the g league in the g the, the g, g league, league. Um, there was also one called The Outrun with uh, Sayorsi Ronan, and it just is, it, it sounds kind of interesting to me from a cinematography perspective. Um, she's, it, it details a person that's just fresh out of rehab, but she's returning to her home in the Orkney Islands. And as a person that's recently been to the Hebrides Islands in Scotland, it's just remote and it's beautiful so i just imagine it's going to be a, a slow burning um examination of life on uh, the scottish isles and that appeals to me greatly um she's kind of hit and miss for me overall i, I because of atonement she's the re like her character but she like she's one of those people that embodies her character so much that like i kind of maybe get a little precious about it because she was the one that kept James McAvoy and Kira yeah. Knightley from being a successful relationship or like she, yeah, like it, like she was the reason, hence the title atonement she wanted to make. Um, she knew that it was true love or, you know, she saw them in shagging in the library. So I've, <laughs> I've kind of hated her, but you know, like Lady Bird was awesome. Like she does, yes. she does great films. Yeah. Uh, she's a great actress. Uh, I just hated that in a way that, um, when somebody does a really great job of playing a villain, you kind of hold on to it maybe a little longer than you should. You identify mm. that as the person rather than the, the role they're playing. And I've been a victim of falling into that social sorcery. <laughs> social sorcery. Well, uh, premise, I'll end with Alto Knights, which I think is up your alley, but it seems you're not aware of it either. This is uh, Robert De Niro's follow-up, which is his follow-up to... Killers of the Flower Moon. It's Barry Levinson film. Oh, right on. Uh, Italian American crime boss Vito Genovese and Frank Costello run their respective families during the 20th century. And in 1957, Genovese uh, tried and failed to assassinate Costello, who was ultimately injured and attempted to retire from the mafia. So we get to see De Niro in another mafia film <laughs> after he's done Killers of the Flower Moon. From director Barry Levinson, who's you know director from Good Morning Vietnam, Rain Man, Sleepers, The Diner. Natural, 
uh, he's also done some great TV as well. Jeez, man, he's made some great movies. So this could be a pretty interesting. Um, I'm glad De Niro has chosen this route <laughs> instead of making the next uh, like a bad grandpa film or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, or uh, meet your great grandchildren's parents. Yeah, great grandparents. Hopefully, this is not an idea that we've just given Hollywood. <laughs> Thank you for joining the film dogs on your morning commute, during your dinner, during your precious family time, your evening depression. Like families used to do back in the day, listen to transistor radio plays on their AM radio. Thank you for joining the Film Dogs podcast. May peace be with you. And also with you. <laughs>